Here we go. This is uh, my, my, like my, one of my favorite parts of the whole Tanya, and I think it's, uh, it's like one of the most incredibly relevant uh, sections that we're getting into now. So what we, we ended up, we're on page Lamedalad, right? So where we ended up last time was this idea that if a person could just bend himself, if a person could just bend his inner desires to do whatever is natural, whatever is um, his, his, not, his animal soul just wants to, to push him into an area that he know he shouldn't be doing, anything that's this egotistical, self-centered uh, direction, if he could just bend himself a little bit, what the Alter Rebbe told us, he quoted the Zayar, and he said that that bend changes the whole of existence because everything that's happening down here in this world is also happening in all the whole Seder Ishtalshalist, all the network of all the worlds going all the way up to the top. <laughs> right? That's what's going on over here. So let's start again from there. We're about uh, the middle of the page. And we quoted the Zayar that said that Chad is Skafia, right? That when a person bends himself, Sitra Acha Latata, Bisarusa Latata, Isarusa de la Ela, Viscapia, Sitra Acha de la Ela, Magbia, Atzma, Kinesha, Lakayim, Mashkav, Nagbia, etc. Mishama Ridcha, Numashem. So it says like this. First word in line is Hashem. We'll start with Vakamo. It says Vakamo Shehiflik Bazayar, like it's expressed in the Zayar. In Parashas Truma, Daf Kuf, Chav Ches. Begoidel nachas ruach lefan of yisparach, that the great nachas ruach, the great pleasure that Hashem has with us, when a person bends the sitra achilatata, when the it bends the sitra achil down here, the Zohar is explaining that when a person, we all know that we have in ourselves this sitra achil. We have in ourselves the other side. We have in ourselves these n- natural tendencies to do the wrong thing. That's what we're sent here to do, to take these natural tendencies and to bend them. That's our job down here. So when a person actually does that, when a person actually bends it, it causes such a unbelievable nachas to Hashem, a nachas ruach to Hashem, such a pleasure to Hashem by him doing this. Right? That is what it's all about. He says, He says, to the point that it's even greater than anything else. By me doing this little act of whatever act it is, I'm about to yell at someone and I stop myself. Right? I'm about to indulge in some sort of desire that I really shouldn't be involved in and I stop myself. I bend myself at that moment. That is the greatest pleasure that we can give Hashem. And therefore, his, so to speak, his, his revelation gets expressed in all the worlds because of that. Because of that one thing. So you think to yourself, like, what's, you know, what's the big deal, right? No, it's such a big deal. That's the idea. That that one little bend changes all of existence. When a person walks around with that idea in his mind, it, it, it changes his day. Because he realizes 
according to the Zohar, the Alter Rebbe is quoting the Zohar here. This is not like some uh, comic book that we're, you know, it's like a nice idea of uh, we're talking about Superman or whatever. This is the Zayar telling us that when we bend ourselves a little bit in terms of our holding back something that we know we're going to do wrong, holding ourselves back from it, it changes the whole existence. It brings a greater revelation of light, brings a greater revelation of Hashem, of God, in every single world, in all of existence. That's awesome. When a person will think about that throughout the day, which is, it's hard because, you know, you get involved in everything that you're doing over the course of the day. But if a person could keep that in the forefront of his mind and recognize that each of those moments are really opportunities for him, right, to change the world, that's where it's at. So here we have a situation where by changing ourselves, we're really changing all of creation. We're working on ourselves, we're working on these inner desires to do the wrong thing, and they come up throughout the entire day by all of us. To speak not nice about this person, to think not nice about that person, to, uh, you know, to, to, not, you know, to not do what you're supposed to do in a certain area. Someone asks you to help, for, uh, what, you know, what's your natural inclination? And then you can go even deeper. You can go even deeper into yourself and you could see, okay, when I'm asking this person or asking how is he or, or what's going on with him, where is that coming from? You can go into a deeper level and you can see to yourself, like, is it really a selfish question that I'm asking because I want to look good or I want to be, or I'm, what's, I'm doing this thing because I'm in it for myself. In other words, you can go as deep as you want with this thought. And every time that a person changes from being a self-centered act to a, an other-centered uh, act, whether it's God or whether it's another person, he is changing everything. He's changing all the worlds. person thinks about that, that's, a, that's incredible. So then he goes even further. So, and this is, this is one of the most important lines of the entire Tanya, without a doubt. And he says like this, And therefore, this line is a change your life line. Because a person could look at himself and say to himself, what have I really done? Have I really accomplished anything? I'm working on myself for years. And I'm still stuck with the same desires, still stuck with the same bad habits, still stuck with the same negativity. What am I doing? I'm not accomplishing anything. Here the Alter Rebbe says, don't let the Yetzirah get a hold of you. Don't let the negative forces inside of you get a hold of you to make you depressed by saying to you, oh, well, maybe you never accomplished anything. Because perhaps this is the whole reason why you were created. Right? Every single day of your life, you're going to be in this war. But maybe this is why I was created, to do this avoda day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. That's my avoda. And that avoda that I'm doing, right? that avoda that I'm doing is life-changing for the entire planet. That's the idea. 
And so Hashem is sending me these challenges again and again and again. And it happens to all of us. He's sending me these challenges again and again. And He wants me to, every single time, to bend myself. It's almost like, uh, you can, I don't know, the, the, the muscle that comes up into my mind is like of, a, of an offensive lineman. Play after play after play after play in football. He just gets out there and he tries to block. You know, he's never the big hero. All he could be is the failure, basically. He could be the guy that let the, you know, the defensive end in to you know, sack the quarterback. But every single play, he gets up there and he just tries to block the other guy, block the other guy, block the other guy, block, block him to the right, block him to the left, block him straight, uh, right? It's the same thing. He's never scoring a touchdown. He's never running for 100 yards. He's never throwing for 400 yards. He's, never, he's just every single play. But yet, without him, the team cannot play. The best teams have the best offensive lines, right? I remember in the 1970s, right, in the early 70s, they had the Dolphins. They had the no-name defense. That's what they used to call them. No one really famous, whatever, whatever it was. It was, but it's, it's those people that are every single day that are getting out there and playing again and again, just block to the right, block to the left, block straight, Right? That's what makes the team win. So you think to yourself, like, what's my one individual block on the offensive line really doing for anyone in life? And yet, you see, it's like the most important part of the whole game. It's the most important part of the whole game. But they're doing the same thing again and again and again. It's the same exact thing. Okay, so this is what they, this, well, they block this way, they, so they block that. It's the same thing. That's us. Every single day I'm going to have a negative thoughts pop into my head. And every single day I have to push them away. I have to change what I'm thinking about. I don't allow those negative thoughts to take hold of me. I don't allow those words to take a hold of me. I'm not going to lash out at another person. I'm not going to just do this self-centered act, whatever it is. And tomorrow, I'm going to want to do the same thing again. And my Yetzirah is going to come along and say to me, you know what? Look at this. Every single day the same thing. You are a nobody. You didn't accomplish anything with your life. You're going nowhere. Look at you. The same issue that you had five years ago is the same issue you have now. The same issue you had ten years ago is the same issue you have now. Where are you? You didn't accomplish anything. So this is what you tell the Yetzirah. He says, Ulai lakach nivra. Maybe this is why I was created. This is his avoid. My job is to bend, to bend the other side again and again and again. My job is to block. My job is to block. Keep on getting out there and blocking. That's who I am. That's the idea. That is an incredibly empowering thought. And what the Alter Rebbe is saying here is that it's not about that you, at a certain point, you're going to graduate. It's not like the, the offensive tackle, right, is going to eventually graduate to becoming the quarterback. He's never going to become the quarterback. Never. That's not the goal. He needs to be that offensive tackle every single play of the game. He can never be the running back. He never. He's never going to score. He's never going to, you know, 
catch a touchdown pass for 80 yards. It's just never going to happen. But that's not why he was created. He's doing his part in the team. And maybe it's the most important part of the whole team. Because at the end of the day, if a quarterback, any NFL quarterback, has you know five seconds, six seconds to play with, they're gonna they're gonna be incredible. Doesn't matter how good or bad this particular quarterback is. The biggest issue is they don't have time. If you're playing on that level already, that's for sure gonna be the case. Same thing with me. That's my job, and I have to keep on reminding myself because the Sitra Acher and me is gonna come and again and again try to tell me look at you, the same issues the same problems, I'm not getting anywhere what am I even bothering for what's the point of this then he says and on this we go back to the first chapter what, what it says about Eiv Eiv says if you remember on the first page of the Tanya right and we said, how could he have said that Hashem created Tzadikim, created Rishayim? So now we can answer this question. It doesn't mean that God made people that could be Rishayim in, in the true sense of the word Rishayim. Instead, he made them in a way that it's a setup of a Rasha. And when he makes us in a setup of a Russia, these different negative forces are going to come to play with me every single day. Because this is what Hashem wants my avoda to be. Keep on pushing it away. Keep on bending that negative idea. Keep on pushing it away from me. That's why he created me. Namely, that it should reach in his mind and in, that he should want to do the actions of what a, a Russia is and what a Russia does. That this should come up again and again and again and again every single day in his mind for the 120 years that he's in this world. This is the concept. And therefore, when those ideas come up into his mind, and he's constantly at war every single day, to pull his mind away from them. And with one person, it's an idea of jealousy. And with one person, it's an idea of getting angry. And another person, it's an idea of depression. And another person, it's an idea of whatever. All the cockamamie things that we have going on in our brains that are throwing us from side to side all day long. That's me, that's you. And that's how God created the world. But instead of looking at it as that I'm a loser because I have this, the idea here is to go back what the, to the Alter Rebbe said in the beginning, in the beginning of the parak, the beginning of the chapter of Chavzayin. We have a possibility to not go after whatever is coming up into my mind. It's a mitzvah. So Hashem is putting on a platter mitzvah after mitzvah after mitzvah opportunity for me to take advantage of. That's what I'm supposed to be doing with it. Are you guys following? 
that's like these things, if you sit there and you meditate on this, you think about this, and you recognize that so much of my negative feelings in my life are coming from these ideas, it's a, it, you, could, you could really change the way you look at the world. You could change everything. And that's what he says. And don't think for a moment that you're going to get to a point in life that these negative thoughts are not going to come into your head. It's just not going to happen. Because that is the avoda of a tzaddik. The avoda of a tzaddik. And like Eve said, he quoted him before, we said, Hashem created tzaddikim, he created rishayim. Meaning that he created the paradigm of a person who is a tzaddik and the paradigm of the person who is a rasha. So 99% of the people are the paradigm of a rasha. And we're going to have these thoughts every single day. The question is, how much energy am I putting into these thoughts? And how much energy am I just turning away from them? Letting them go. We don't need it. We don't need this thought. We don't need this drive. We don't need it. We're not interested. It's not for me. Right? And then he goes to this point. Then he goes to this point, which is, which is where we're aiming towards. And he says like this. For Hashem, which is better? Which is more important? In other words, you could say to yourself, well, okay, fine. You created me in this image that I'm constantly getting these negative thoughts. But like, what am I really doing here? I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> Tzaddik, oh, well, Tzaddik gets to serve God in such a way that, you know, uh, he, he's like the winner. He gets everything, he, he does everything perfect, everything is wonderful, Hashem loves him, it's amazing. And then he looks at me, I'm like this little, you know, nobody, pisher guy that is like, you know, really, you know, messing up the whole show here. So, you know, what's the point? Clearly, I wish I could be a tzaddik, and I'm not ever going to get there. So, like, why bother? So here the Alter Rebbe shows us a totally different idea. And he says, wait a minute. That is an incorrect approach. Because there are two completely different types of avoiders that Hashem wants in the world. Yes, he wants the quarterback. He wants the guy that's going to throw 400 yards every game. But he also wants the offensive lineman. Which is more important to him? They're equal. And if you read into the words of Tanya, if you read into the words of Tanya, he will tell, you will see that the avoda of the wannabe Russia, the wannabe Bainani, I should say, the Russia that's the wannabe Bainani, that, that person, his avoida is more valuable to Hashem, even than the tzaddiks. Why? Because at the end of the day, by the wannabe Bainani, by the Russia, his whole avoida is bitl. It's nullifying himself. It's nullifying who he is in his etzim. Because in his etzim, he really wants to do the wrong thing. He really is being pushed all day long to do the wrong thing. And every time he stands up to that negative energy, every time he stands up to that negative thought, he's giving Hashem nachas. Why? Because he's saying at that moment, look, I have one desire and Hashem has the opposite desire. And who am I going to listen to? 
I'm going to listen to God. And at that moment, when I listen to God, I'm nullifying myself. I'm nullifying my whole drive. Why? Because I'm, I'm giving myself over to Hashem. A tzaddik doesn't have to do that. A tzaddik is constantly wanting to do what God wants. That's all he wants. That's all he wants to do all day long. All he wants to do all day long is learn, for example. And all I want to do all day long is, uh, you know, watch movies, for example. So every time I bend myself, that instead of watching movies or instead of doing other silly things, I sit and learn or I go out and do mitzvahim or I go and do a mitzvah or whatever I'm doing, that means at that moment I'm giving myself over to Hashem. I'm changing what I want to what God wants. And that is the most powerful expression of a relationship that you could possibly have. I'm giving myself over to my partner in this relationship. And that's it. That's the opposite of self-centered. It's the opposite of me. It's the opposite of yesh. It's the opposite of ego. It's the opposite of all the negative traits of the nefesh of Bahamias. And that's what I'm doing all day long. That makes Hashem very happy. And that is why I'm here in this world, to change that nature. And that's what he says here. And really there are two different types of pleasures that Hashem gets. One of them is from nullifying the other side, the sitra acher, legamre. To turn things over from bitter to sweet, from darkness to light. That's what a tzaddik does. <coughs> a tzaddik all day long is just serving Hashem in this glorious way. He's making everything better. He's making everything wonderful. He's clear sailing. That's a tzaddik. However, Vashani is the second type of voda. It's bending the negativity. It's changing, moving away from the negativity. That's what it is. Right? At the time when the negativity is in full strength, full power. There's nothing I've done to change that negativity because I can't. I can't uproot it. This is how Hashem made me. I'm going to have these negative thoughts piling into my head. But despite that, I don't follow along that route. I don't follow along the way. It's a game changer. That's what he's saying here. That's what we have to remember. All of these points that we're talking about are absolutely mind-blowing thoughts and they should change a person's life. The problem is to get them from this book into my head and down into my, to, down into my heart. Right? But if I could just walk around with this idea <clears throat> throughout the day and recognize that every time the negativity pops up into my head, I have the opportunity to change it and I'm, by changing it, I'm doing such a such a I'm causing Hashem to have so much nachas, to have so much pleasure from me and from and changing the world. That's it. That's it. That's a game changer. And that's what he says. Hashem 
right? That despite the fact that this negativity has so much strength in me, when I recognize that when I have the power to bend that negativity, to move away from that negativity, that avoda is a game-changing avoda. That's what, I, that's what is known as the avoda of the bainani. That is what is known as the service of the bainani. And that is unbelievable. Then he goes on to say, He says, that's why when it says by, uh, that Yitzchak said, make me delicious foods, the way I like it, and he uses the word mitamim. Mitamim is in plural. Why does he have plural, delicious foods in plural? It's considered two completely different types of pleasure. The Tikkunei Zohar explains that when Yitzhak is saying that, really it's, the, it's Hashem speaking to, to the Jewish people and saying there are two completely different types of delicious food. Two different tastes, two different nachas ruachs that God is asking us to Fulfill. There is the nachas ruach that the tzaddik could give, and then there's the nachas ruach that the benini could give. And he explains that it's like two different tastes in terms of food. You have the delicious sweet food, like a chocolate cake, and then you have the spicy food, like Chinese food. And you ask a person, well, which one do you like better? Do you like chocolate cake or do you like Chinese food? And you're like, what do you mean? You can't compare. They're two totally different tastes. If you wanted to ask me, do I like chocolate cake versus vanilla cake, you know, that's something that we could talk about. But you can't say which do I like better, chocolate cake or Chinese food. They're two different things. They're both delicious. They both have a certain uh, effect on my taste buds. And it gives me a certain amount of pleasure. There's the sweet food, which is compared to the sweetness of the tzaddik. The sweetness of the tzaddik is that it's sweet from the beginning. It's sugary, it's sweet, it's delicious when you eat it. And then you have the other type of food that you have to marinate. You have to work on, you have to change, you have to you know, uh, put the spices on the night before and let it sit, and let it soak into the food, whatever food we're talking about. But then that causes a different type of taste and it's also delicious to my palate. That's the point. So this is Aravoda. Aravoda is to be spicy, to be sour, to be the people that even though the natural taste of the meat might not be good, but when you put it with all different types of spices and sauces and all this stuff, all of a sudden it becomes delicious. The same thing with you and me, that even though I have all this negativity in me from my animal soul that's pushing me to do all these things that are inappropriate, and not fulfilling my mission in this world. When I am able to stop that and bend that tendency, so then I am able to, to give God this unbelievable pleasure, and not just to give God this unbelievable pleasure, but to change, not just myself, but change all of the entire existence. Because that little bit of positivity that I'm able to accomplish expands everywhere. And that's the avoda uh, that we're talking about. 
Okay? So, Emir Tzashem, we will continue tomorrow, but please do some Chazara now, and uh, we'll take it from there. The Seder? Okay.